CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh, hi. Let's talk about our Patreon page before we start the show. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the podcast, like the one I'm reading right now, I've got some great news for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this show, and it's entirely commercial-free. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the Tuesday and Thursday shows with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials just for you. That means you get the hour-long free show, plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where all the real fun happens and you get all of that without commercials in one convenient chunk for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thankfully, there are three celebrity relationships strong enough not only to last, but to teach the rest of us. <laughs> Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner, and William H. Macy and Felicity Huffman. From their example, I've created Stephen's Laws of Love. Law number one. Find someone whose name can be merged with yours to form a marketable nickname. <laughs> Just like Brangelina, Benifer II, or Philium H. Muffman. <laughs> the merged names, the merged name symbolizes your youth. <laughs> Got a little something in my eye there. Got a little something in my eye. The merged name symbolizes your unity and saves headline space so that the phrase sex tape can be printed below it in a larger font. Bob Seska. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Man, all three of those couples were doomed. Well, with Philly Mage Muffman, it was the college admissions scandal thing, but... I don't know if their marriage is doomed yet, but that remains to be seen. Philium, Philium H. Muffin. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 11, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 112 of the Biden-Harris administration, 545 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here he is, TV's Buzz Burbank. You say Buzz Burbank. You've said it all. Hi, hello. For, for, the, for the last time, I do not follow Stephen Colbert, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, hi. Hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, hi, hi everybody. 
Uh, he, he is Bob. I am Buzz, and we've both tested positive for anti-inflammatory. <laughs> I'm loaded with them. I'm intravenously <laughs> injecting them, yeah. Have you, have you been following? I mean, it's hard to avoid the, the Kentucky Derby controversy. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yep. Medina Spirit, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. hopped up on painkillers. <laughs> uh, uh, doping's become a real problem for horse racing, as you have gathered, and, mm-hmm. and that's the inspiration for their new public service campaign, Just Say Nay. Speaking, uh, speaking of cheating, mm-hmm. um, that so-called audit of the presidential election in Arizona yeah. has sh- has shown that none of the ballots were printed on bamboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know this because they couldn't get the panda bears to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy people everywhere, to, yeah. Trying to feed them to the pandas. <laughs> I see. I see that one of the people on trial for their part in the uh, January sixth insurrection is using foxitis as his defense. Foxitis, Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or as they call it in traffic court, operating under the influence. <laughs> and uh, that, that wayward Chinese rocket did not uh, crash into Mar-a-Lago, as so many people had hoped. Oh, sad. China has apologized. <laughs> and and I don't know. I We were having a little trouble before the show, and I, yeah. I, I think there's something wrong with my computer, Bob. Yeah. Every time I try to open a Word document, it shuts off an oil pipeline. The, <laughs> the truth? I'm all ears. Okay, the truth. <laughs> well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth. To tell the truth. I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. I, no, I, it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Truth. The President of the United States says, I didn't. Truth is a truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize what? That's the truth. Trump says, I didn't tell him. The other guy says that he did say it, which is the truth. Don't do do this to me. (laughs) At this rate, Trump is going to wind up behind bars with Giuliani visiting him and saying, don't worry, Donald, prison isn't prison. The truth. There it is. Perfect. Rocky Mountain Mike. Oh, that's a freaking work of art. <laughs> Rocky underscore mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Go follow him right now. Recklessly. All right. Beautiful job. Beautiful yeah. editing. Beautiful production. That That's a masterpiece. So much to talk about today. Um, I want to start here, though. Well, first of all, actually, I wanted to mention about this bamboo audit. Whatever's, whatever the hell's going on in Arizona. They're- See, Bob, the, the cameras didn't work, so they tried. Their special magic uh, lighted cameras didn't work in detecting the bamboo, so they had to feed them to pandas. <laughs> You see. I love that joke. I'm going to haunt you with that for the rest of the show. I know. Well, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Buzz sent me uh, some of his jokes for today, and I said, Bob, do what you want. Take out the ones you don't like. And the panda one was one that I was like, eh. And, it was uh, on the fence. We were all on the fence, but a test audience. Yes. A test audience approved it. And and you know what? <laughs> you go back, you watch a Carson Letterman, anybody, they don't all have to work. Oh. You, you, you slip like a mediocre one in the middle somewhere. It's called dynamics, right? That's, That's right. That's exactly yeah, yeah. right. And I'm happy to be wrong on it. I was wrong. <laughs> wrong. There is no right or wrong. Well, uh, let's see. With the bamboo thing, uh, the Arizona audit of the ballot. They're only about two hundred what two hundred fifty thousand ballots in. They then they have to shut down. Is that what they have to do? Like they, they need that venue 
to do a high school graduation. They, and yeah, they have. They were. What is it? They were expecting 2.1 million ballots, uh, presidential ballots in Arizona. Maricopa County. They, yeah. they, they were going to count them in three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the time is tight. It, literally, uh, the venue they're using, the stadium they're using, or arena is going to be used for graduations mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of stuff coming up. It's booked, and so they got to skedaddle out of there by yeah. the end of the week, I believe. Yeah. And uh, they're only what is it? One sixth, one fifth of the way through the ballot so far. <laughs> So they are so, they are absolutely so screwed and and yeah. they and they had all they had uh, if you saw on Rachel they all had uh, they had like teams of different colored uh, t-shirts mm-hmm. and they had uh, they had those magic cameras for t- detecting bamboo. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't I don't understand why it didn't work better, Bob. They had t-shirts, yeah, damn it. But man, all these high school kids are going to be part of the deep state now. That's going to be part of the the big conspiracy. Oh yeah, the high school kids coming in for their graduation. That they're yes. trying to stop us. It's the CIA. It's the FBI, they're working in cahoots, the deep state. Democrats, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a, such a shame. I'm, I'm so sad for them that they have to uh, <laughs> shut down their little dog and pony show. But, How unfortunate. You know. Yeah, but yeah. then they move on to Georgia. Isn't that where they're headed next, over to Georgia? Yes, yeah, and that's the and that's the scary thing. And, you know, we have to laugh about this, but we yeah. we have to be serious about it, too, because uh, clearly, clearly mm-hmm. this is they, – they plan to keep this up one state at a time, apparently, or maybe a bunch of states, but I, I, it's clear to me that they plan to keep this up uh, right up to the 2022 election and possibly beyond. Uh, oh, great. At which, point, so. at which point they'll launch a new uh, fraud campaign. I yes, think. of course. Yeah. Every time they lose. We say every election, this is the most important election we've ever had. Coming up is the in 22 is the most important primary. And that's next year, kids. And that's going to come really fast if you have any understanding of how time works these days. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you know, now that Trump's not president anymore, we're kind of back to normal time. Absolutely. But it, it, it does fly quickly, and uh, it is upon us, and it's never been more important for mm-hmm. us not only to not lose seats, but we're just barely hanging on by a thread in yeah. the House. Yeah, And and uh, you know how close it is in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is too tenuous. We need a better hold. Uh, and uh, because uh, Trump is still out there, uh, the recounts are still out there, and they're going to drag those out through the 2022 mm-hmm. election. Uh, we, we got our work cut out for us. Oh, yeah. And the first thing, I think, is energy. The first thing is enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the main thing that needs to be generated over the next year or so. I mean, one year, as you said, one year from right now, we're going to be ass deep in primaries. And so it's all going to be underway as far as the midterms go. And right. the big heartbreak will be another midterms like 2010 or 1994 or something Can't like that. And, yeah. End of democracy if that right. happens. Right, right, right. Well, the stakes are so much higher this time. Yeah. Well, the good news is Joe Biden... Biden's riding high. What's his latest poll number? 63%? It's fucking believable. Yeah. And 71% on on handling the virus. Yeah. <laughs> Just gigantic. And if he can sustain that. Well, you know, I guess it depends too as to whether or not Joe Biden can sustain that level of popularity while at the same time people will notice it and people will notice that um, it is the Democratic Party as a whole that is doing this in conjunction, making all these successful moves, passing this legislation. So hopefully the congressional Democrats, that that Joe Biden popularity will bleed over to success for the congressional Democrats as well. You know, 
know, I it's come to I've come to the conclusion the American people like to have somebody to hate, whether it's yeah. a big government yeah. or a, a, a political party or another or or an institution like mm-hmm. Congress. Yeah. I think it will always be very hard for I don't know what's the highest uh, con- rating Congress has ever gotten. Is <laughs> Two, it, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, that's my that's my point. I mean. Uh, Americans apparently need a dog to kick, and Congress is often it, regardless mm-hmm. of what party holds power. Yeah. Well, it's Congress. It's the guys in Washington. That's their fault. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, whether it's the post office or, or, you know, the IRS or whatever it may be, Americans love to have a dog to kick, and, mm-hmm. and Congress is one of those dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's all about momentum, and, you know, there's a, there was a Texas special election a couple of weeks ago that didn't go very well for the Democrats, and so I hope that's not the canary in the coal mine. I hope we're going to get our shit together in the coming year or so and and really realize that this is an existential question that is on the ballot with every single ballot that we fill out from now until God only knows when. You know, call or write your uh, Congress people, your, your senators, uh, keep pushing for the passage of HR one. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, it because that's the only way to stop. We are at such a disadvantage with the gerrymandering and the mm-hmm. voter suppression and these new laws and uh, that that keep uh, minorities out of the ballot box and. Uh, you know, the odds have never been greater for us. You'd think, mm-hmm. you'd think we'd be in a better position than ever. But I, but I think the odds against us are greater than ever, and that's why we have to work so hard. And that's why we have to pass HR one and make other moves to crush these attempts at voter suppression. There you go. Well, um, I have a confession to make. I have spent the past uh, eight or nine days by myself, isolated by myself, other than you know talking to you, Buzz and. And Jody and David and and Kimberly, of course, on the after party, but she's doing everything remotely because she's going off to right. uh, help her mom out after some surgery. So I've been here do by you, myself. Do you, do you find yourself going to the refrigerator a, a lot and just staring? <laughs> I find myself just staring randomly, just standing in the middle of the room, going, "What am I doing? Why am I here? Why did I step into this room?" It's just so you've you've been uh, you've been uh, all by myself for the last uh, exactly. I so I cannot even imagine those of you who have spent the past year plus isolated by yourself. Holy fucking shit. That is an Herculean effort that you have put forth because the last eight days. You know, first of all, just any time I'm really just left to my own devices, I get really weird. I do start to do weird things. I fall into <laughs> to weird habits, like watching uh, obscure anime shows at 1.30 in the morning. I mean, it's that kind of weirdness. Uh, and so it's just such a bizarre feeling to know that there's no one else around, really, that I can communicate with face-to-face. And I took it for granted for the whole past year. I took that companionship of living with Kimberly, of course, completely for granted. Like, this isn't so bad. This isolation thing isn't so bad. (laughs) Well, of course it's not so bad because you live with someone, you idiot. And so that's the other thing I start doing. I start talking to myself. I start, (laughs) like, Kimberly, Kimberly, if you're listening, come back. He needs you. That's right. And then I grew, so, I started to grow a beard and I, I just looked horrendous. So yesterday I, I shaved like it an off. Un, 
an, an unsupervised child. I know. That's exactly <laughs> the way it is. That's exactly. You leave your kindergartner alone by himself long enough. Suddenly, they're going to be, for some reason, there's going to be random broken eggs all over the kitchen. Uh, shit like that. Writing. Yeah. Writing on the walls with Crayola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for about uh, an hour and a half yesterday, I walked around the house. I had uh, partially shaved my beard into a <laughs> into a Wolverine beard, if you're familiar with the Wolverine yes. comic book character. So for about an hour and a half yesterday, I was walking around the house with just a Wolverine beard. No reason. I just stopped shaving. <laughs> just like, okay, I'm no, done. It was, it, it was Wolverine day. <laughs> so I had the full beard. I just shaved the mustache part off and then the part right, right under my mouth. And so, and I just looked like Wolverine. I was like, hey, let me try this out for 90 minutes. And so I did. I mean, that's how weird I get. But um, you ended up looking more like Abe Lincoln, so... <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And uh, if you're waiting for those pictures on Instagram, good luck. You're going to be waiting a while. Was not uh, captured. Yeah, no, not worthy of Instagram. Thank you very much. But, you know, again, my hat's off to all of you who have remained isolated by yourself for an entire goddamn year and not gone completely nuts. Yeah, you're saying you see potential for mental health issues for a person yeah. who has to do that. What, what would you say to those who like it? Uh, well, uh, I can relate to that because I thought I did. I mean, it's not that I hate it. I just get fucking weird when I'm left to my own let, devices. Let me tell you something. I have a theory I have from observation yeah. uh, about widows. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when a person loses their mate, uh, sometimes no matter how much they love that mate, no matter how much they miss them, no matter how dedicated they were, no matter how close they were, there's a part of that person that then breaks free, this widow or widower. Uh, who goes, well, you know, I don't have to compromise anymore. I can do mm -hmm. whatever I want. And I've seen that. Sort of yeah. Slow realization. It's an interesting thing to watch. And I think anybody uh, left unsupervised, as you have been for the last uh, eight or nine days, I can see how that. So how did you, why did you guys separate? What? Uh, oh, well, she, uh, Kimberly I, just went up to. Uh, well, she, she Kimberly is, just is went. Is this up. a bill? Is this a Bill and Melinda Gates thing? No, 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 no. That ain't that ain't happening. Uh, I'm kidding. No, I'm but she, kidding. she uh, yeah, Kimberly went up to uh, stay with her mom for a couple of weeks because her mom just yes. had hip replacement surgery. Yes. So yes. yes, get well soon uh, to Anne. And but she's already feeling great. But you good, know she has good. she has a house where she's got stairs that she's got to do, and Ooh. she can't do them yet if she's got the hip yeah. replacement. And so Kimberly's there to do all of the uh, you know the good. grunt work and the maintenance work and cooking and. I, Whatever. I spent a month running up and down a set of stairs for my folks. So ah, I fun. Like. Yeah, ab absolutely the funnest thing in the world. Yes, indeed. And uh, so that's where she is. And this happened previously in the fall. So it's not like this is something that I'm unaccustomed to. I've been down right. this road before. Of course, I got super weird in the fall as well when she was away. I don't remember <laughs> even some of the weirdness that happened back then. But, you know, for the best. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. But the main thing that I do is I end up staying up way too late. You know, I was just uh -huh. like, Instagram until two o'clock in the morning, just scrolling randomly through. But uh, my second vaccine is this Thursday, right after the show is done on Thursday. Uh -huh. I'll scoot down to the gigantic uh, pharmacy right behind our house, and I'll go in and it's get my. Just, it's just plain big. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's those of us who are exceptionally tall. Those <laughs> the only people who are allowed in there. Uh, so the after party, this is going to yes. be an interesting thing. The after party for Friday on our Patreon page is a big question mark right now. And wow. that's partly because of me on Thursday getting uh, vaccinated, but also because Kimberly gets her second Moderna vaccine on Wednesday of this week. Oh. 
Which, yeah. <clears throat> and she got I, she got hammered. She got weird side effects after the first one. And I didn't get any side effects from my first Pfizer vaccine. Well, how, 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 many, how many days did the side effects last after her first one? She was still feeling weird and groggy for, I don't know, 10 days. Wow. Uh, wow. It, it, was, I mean, it was really bad the first few days, but then it kind of leveled off into just kind of a form of exhaustion or something like that which you know yeah. ultimately well, i'm yeah. not i'm not trying to generate vaccine hesitancy here because you know no, what no, no, Th- no. that exhaustion could have been something else there's she no would do it. yeah she she would do it again in fact she's going to do it again even even with that experience and That's everybody's right. different many people have no side effects whatsoever mm-hmm. and then there's everything in between everybody's different everybody's immune system is different yeah. so it's going to respond differently to the vaccine but they're all great vaccines and they're worth whatever small price you pay for them yeah financially you pay nothing right and you didn't have any weird side effects from your vaccine none whatsoever just a teeny tiny little sore spot on my arm which i don't even consider a side effect and that was the case both times i was not tired i was not weak i was not feverish i was not anything i just was normal well especially when you start to see some of the side effects that you get with just random pharmaceuticals we all see them in the commercials whenever they hit a pharmaceutical yeah (laughs) right i I majored in random pharmaceuticals And so uh, when you get to those uh, lists of side effects and they say, you know, redness at the injection site, I go, what? That's nothing. Are you kidding me? You know, that's uh, compared to some of the other crap that they list on those things. The redness or the soreness at injection site is way, way down the line. It can't even, as you said, you can't even consider that to be a side effect. That's just. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But it does vary with everybody. and, And most, I would say most people have. Have little to no side effect at all, yeah. and then there's kind of a middle group who goes, "Eh, I was a little tired," you know. Right. I, right. I think it's a rare case when somebody goes, "Oh, it really." It happens, uh, and more than once, but it, it, it's more rare when somebody says, "Oh, it really knocked me out." Yeah. Well, now, Buzz, uh, after about a week or so, when was the announcement by the Facebook Oversight Board? That was Wednesday last week, I think it was. Yeah, because yeah. it was after it was after we had done our show. Yes, actually. yes. <laughs> so there was a lot of confusion at the time in terms of yes. what the hell this oversight board decision really was. We understood uh-huh. that at least for the time being, Donald Trump would remain suspended from Facebook. But we were all confused by what they meant by revisiting the policies of Facebook right. and indefinite uh, suspensions and so on. So Thomas Hughes, who's the director of the Facebook Oversight Board Administration, okay. was on with Jim Acosta on CNN. And Acosta asked Hughes if they had punted on their decision with regard to, you know, we're going to revisit this policy in six months or within six months, and Facebook needs to make a decision then. And we all interpreted that to be, well, they're going to let Trump off the hook in six months. But the way Hughes describes it here, Uh I think there's confusion when it comes to the semantics of some of the word usage in the oversight board. No no doubt. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to boil this all down, uh-huh. Acosta was really going after him about the use Good. of the indefinite suspension and right. whether that meant that Donald Trump would eventually be reinstated. And the uh-huh. way Hughes was kind of clarifying it to be is that um, the policy of indefinite suspension 
is the thing that they need to revisit, where it's just right. like, we don't know if you're going to be reinstated. You might or you might not. That's what Hughes and the Oversight Board was objecting to. You either say he's suspended for life, or he's suspended for six months, or he's suspended for a day. You know, I you, see. You have to come up with a definitive uh, length of time that Trump is going to be suspended. You can't just string them on and on and on and keep this going in perpetuity as to whether or not Donald Trump is going to be uh, reinstated. So this makes me feel a little bit better about the oversight board decision. That yeah, I, I you know I, I think there was maybe too much. Panic. We're uh, progressives have become so accustomed <laughs> to getting beaten up over the last four, four or five years. That's true. Yeah. That uh, that's it. For a lot of us, it's our default emotion. Mm. It's our, our default response. Is uh, you know, and 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 sometimes I think we're too quick to the trigger on that. And I think this was one of those instances. Uh, I I saw someone and, and I love the way they worded it. Uh, they said uh, that the uh, the board, the Facebook board, had punted. Uh, or had what was the word they used? Had uh, uh, effectively. I, I let's use effectively. I don't remember the exact word. Had effectively punted on the decision. Yes. And I, I responded. They have effectively decided to keep Trump off of Twitter. Uh, you know. So at, right now he's you know in in practice. I think that's what it was in practicality. That said the person. Uh, the board has punted, and I said in practicality he ain't on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, or Facebook. So. Yeah, or Facebook. I'm yeah. sorry, and and so uh, I don't. There's nothing to worry about right now. Now, as for down the road, there is concern because there's no reason to think that Trump is going to stop telling the big lie six months from now. Mm -hmm. What I like about indefinite is, it, were he ever, and and I would make this rule myself, were he ever to come around, and I don't expect him to. Uh, I would consider letting him back on I, if I'm Twitter, if I'm Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I not speaking as myself here, uh, but for as long as he's telling uh, the big lie or any lies or spreading disinformation of any kind, I don't want him on my platform. Uh, and that should be the policy, whether it's indefinite or lifetime or whatever. I, I think he's already earned a lifetime achievement award on this. Yeah. Well, I, I think Facebook should have done what all the other platforms did, which is a lifetime ban from the platform. I mean, that's right. what, what Twitter did. I think even fucking Pinterest. And no one's uh, on No one even uses Pinterest. I don't know anyone who's on Pinterest. But even Pinterest did it oh. for life. I think Reddit did it for life. I'm pretty sure YouTube did it for life. And so it seems like Facebook is just waffling and that was always the problem from the very beginning like That's, we don't know yeah. is facebook is this uh, suspension from facebook permanent or is this something that could he could reinstate himself or get reinstated at some point in the not too distant future so that was the wishy-washy aspect very very typical of mark zuckerberg but, and facebook yeah very oh absolutely yeah. yeah you said it there that is very typical of zuckerberg yeah. but look if they uh, come back and revisit this in let's say it is six months let's mm -hmm. just lock it into six months even though it could be less Let's say they come back in six months. If Trump is still telling the big lie, and you know he will be, yeah, then I continue to keep him off yeah. Facebook. I, you know, uh, I, I think it's very simple, uh, and and I think that's where they are now. Is uh, somebody who can, who has the kind of influence that can prompt an insurrection, such as we saw on January sixth. 
has no business on that platform That's right. ever. Yeah, I, you know, look, I, I think there's enough evidence now to ban him for life. I, I don't think there's yeah. any oh, reason yeah. to... Uh, He's earned it. Yeah, yeah, to belabor the whole thing. I think all they need to do is go, well, yeah, we've suspended him for a very specific reason, and that, that reason is catastrophic for his mm -hmm. future yes. on this platform. And that's the decision they need to stick with. This whole idea mm -hmm. of... You know, six months, I think what it means is, and again, this is a big semantic problem. This is why they're pulling experts from all across the world. So there may be a, there may even be a language culture issue with some of the word usages here, especially the word of indefinite. But what I think is going to happen within six months is the board has ordered Facebook or advised Facebook to either shit or get off the pot, make this permanent or give it a time span. And that right. is, I think that was the objection of the oversight board. Not that they should give Donald Trump some leeway in any way, shape or form in six months. They yeah. just need to come up with a, def a definite punishment for Donald Trump and that's what they have failed to do. They took him off the platform but we, he doesn't know and we don't know how long that's going to last and that's that's the downside. That's the thing that the uh, oversight board is objecting to. Without adding a goalpost, uh, indefinite is vague. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a difference between a six month and a lifetime suspension. I, I think maybe if they had said indefinitely pending whatever you know in other words mm -hmm. if you're going to make it uh, indefinite then it has to be dependent upon something yeah, uh, yeah and and they didn't do that and it's still vague so yeah let's let's just, he certainly earned it let's make it a lifetime ban sure sure but even if they go as far as to say well if he seems penitent about uh, his behavior online and decides okay right. I am going to uh, change my ways, <laughs> and, and oh, everyone man. knows where I'm going with this why, already. Why are we even doing this? Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's never going to fucking happen. He's never right. going to change. He's never going to suddenly go, oh, I've seen the light about the election. Never mind. <laughs> no, of course yeah. not. So even yeah, if they even, do even, get to yeah. that point, which they're not, they uh -huh. will never reinstate him. So I even think he's done. He, even if he were to retract and apologize, I mean, if you really want to get uh, fantastical about it, yeah. uh, even if those things were to happen, uh, it's too late. He's already mm -hmm. earned the lifetime ban. Exactly. This is an unforgivable offense. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of unforgivable offenses, we got to talk about some news here with Matt Gates. Uh, that's coming up. Oh. Plus, I've got this audio, and I'd love to review it with you, Buzz, this Texas state representative completely ah, yes. schooling. 12-year-old Texas representative Briscoe Kane. And I'm I'm saying 12 years old in terms of his actual age is probably like 12 years old. If you've ever seen Briscoe Kane, <laughs> he's a little teeny tiny boy. And and usually we see him with like a cowboy hat on. Briscoe Kane was right. the guy who uh was volunteering his legal services to Donald Trump's protests about the election. And this guy wow. is also a state representative in Texas. It's an amazing Naturally. thing. He's a Republican from Deer Park, Texas. And Briscoe Kane got completely schooled. And it was right. all about the alleged purity at the ballot box. The thing that, uh, you know, they're debating this legislation and they're trying to make it very, very difficult for Democrats to vote in the next election. Right. And this is one of those deals where they're debating it and, and Briscoe Kane didn't even realize that he was defending this legislation using like Jim Crow, like early Jim Crow era post reconstruction language, racist claims, language. Yeah, he claims he didn't know of the dog whistle language in this that's written into this bill. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. So lots more to talk about on today's show. We'll be back with more show uh, right after these words. 
People say puffiness and under eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of till now introducing Genucel plant stem cell therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Genucel is incredibly powerful. Natural serum. They guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic. Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. The Bob Seska Show. If ever there was a time when you were a million miles away, Buzz, I want to keep listening to this. Don't make me turn it off. I want to keep keep listening to this song. I want to play the whole damn thing here on the show. I, I won't stop you. Yeah, this is J. Rowe and the Massacre of One. And a song is called Million Miles Away. This is so fucking great. Uh, JasonRoach1.bandcamp.com. That's Jason Roach and then the number one.bandcamp.com to buy this song. Man. Love it. Brand new. Brand new music here on the show. Uh, yeah, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh, lots more great music coming up this month, including uh, later in the show, we got a brand new single from If By Whiskey. Oh, who's who's who? who's at the door? Cool. Who's coming by? No, is no, that no, that's, delivery? Is that? That's, I, that's, a, that's a phone call from my dad. I'll okay. get back to him. I, I thought Mr. McFeely was stopping by with a mail delivery. <laughs> well, you're very, very close. <laughs> Okay, so another Matt Gates witness has stepped forward and is willing to testify against Matt Gates. Of course, this is in addition to Joel Greenberg. Did I get that right? <laughs> I, was gonna, I always want to say Jeff Greenberg. I have no idea why. There's something wrong with me that I'm stuck on the name Jeff Greenberg. When I Yes, his name is Joel Greenberg. Got it. Before we even get into the details of who this is that's uh, going to be testifying against Matt Gates, I'm so glad we're talking about this again. Don't, aren't you? I mean, it felt oh, like yeah. for a second that it just vanished. Like, what where, What happened to the Matt Gates story? What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, and, and you know, there's a lot of this feeling going around. Uh, again, it has to do with the sort of sensitivity that we progressives have developed, uh, thinking, well, you know, nothing's happening. No, no, quite a lot is happening. Quite a lot is happening in the Matt Gates investigation. Yeah. They're stuck on a couple of witnesses, I'll be honest, and they want to make sure that they have a case they can fully prosecute and put that guy's ass in prison. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm more interested in them succeeding than I am doing it this week. And and I feel the same way about Trump and the insurrectionists. Uh, the wheels of justice move very slowly. Look back to Watergate to see how long it took 
to uh, indict John Mitchell oh, after, yeah, yeah. Uh, long after Nixon was gone, like a year after he was gone. Uh, you know, they, these things take time. Uh, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but <laughs> they do. And and you, you just have to be patient. But those wheels are grinding away. And, but I want him prosecuted now, Daddy. I, I want know, it now. I know. I know. We, and we want to show. You know, we want to show and <laughs> we want right. it now. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, I, I want success and I yeah. want these guys behind bars, all of them. And by the way, I just called you Daddy. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> no. I was I quoting Veruca Salt were, no, is what you, I was doing. You were, you were playing... No. Everyone knows you were playing a character. <laughs> yes, that was. I was doing a little bit right there, wasn't I? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. yeah, well, in this case with Matt Gates, it can happen soon enough. I have a question for you, just as a personal question. At what okay. point in your life, Buzz, did you start to notice that a lot of the political leaders in this country are much, much younger than you? Because I've noticed this myself now. I'm, I'm crossing this threshold at this point right now. But Let's see. Yeah, 1970, <laughs> about, about, about 1990, I guess. Probably. Okay, well, there you go. That makes sense. And for me, it's, it's all happening right now because I noticed yesterday that uh, I think Matt Gates just turned 39, which means he's 10 years younger than me, which is just spooky as hell. Now all these yeah. politicians are, are much, much younger than me. And I, I just, I'll never be able to wrap my head around that. It's strange. Here, here's, what, here's what I like to say to get even with people who have the nerve to be younger than myself. <laughs> I, I say, you know, uh, you start dying at the age of 25. <laughs> right. At the age of, at the scientific, at the age of 25, your body is no longer producing new cells at the rate the old ones are dying. Oh, uh, Mr. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that, that that just takes him down a couple of notches and puts you on a more level playing field. <laughs> yes, yeah. makes you want to kill yourself is what it does. <laughs> uh, well, federal investigators have been scrutinizing Matt Gates, of course, and they're seeking cooperation of a former Capitol Hill intern who was once a girlfriend of the Florida Republican. Uh, huh. This is told to CNN. And the important little bit of detail right here, or the additional uh, important bit of detail is, yeah. she wasn't his intern. So I don't know if you can necessarily say this is a, an improper relationship, but still, she's kind of an underling. I mean, if you're an intern... Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. He's an, he's an awesome lawmaker, and she's <laughs> but, a, but a peon. That's so, a yeah. And, and it's, that, it's that use of power that yeah. leads to these situations. Well, the former girlfriend, who did not work in Gates's office on Capitol Hill, is of interest uh -huh. to investigators because she was on the trip that Matt Gates took to the Bahamas... Oops, wrong bus. In 2018, and is believed to have knowledge of drug use and arrangements with women, the sources mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. Maybe this is uh, only one person, or now, I guess, uh, in addition to Joel Greenberg. That's two people. I would be shocked if there wasn't a long list of people who are familiar with all this stuff. Because the one thing that we can tell, uh, one thing that we can uh, say, I think, with pretty good confidence is that Matt Gates is a moron, and Matt Gates goes around advertising his bullshit all the time, and we see and recording we, his yeah. financial transactions <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Exactly. Oh my God! If you're buying women, don't make your Venmo public, you moron. But thank you for doing it anyway. I mean, I I do appreciate that. Oh, by the way, you know there was a thing. Um, we'll get back to Matt Gates here in just a second, but Mitt Romney posted this yesterday. He said. Expelling Liz Cheney from leadership won't gain the GOP one additional voter, but it will cost us quite a few. 
And if he's looking, <laughs> if he's looking to get uh, the Democrats to line up against Liz Cheney, job well done, Mitt Romney. Because that makes me, it's like, I, I saw this tweet and I was like, oh, why, yeah, why, why are we defending Liz Cheney, for God's sake? <laughs> why don't we just, why don't we let Kevin McCarthy do his thing if it's going to cost Republicans votes and it's going to hurt Republicans in the next election? Well, sure, why, shouldn't we be cheering on Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, get rid of Liz, Liz Cheney. Don't let her be the head of the uh, conference well, committee. We, we, we never liked her politics anyway, and it's certainly clear wh where the GOP stands, or yeah. I don't even want to call them that anymore. Yeah. It's, it depends on where that whatever party stands. Uh, I, you know, I, they're, they're doomed, they're lost. Uh, they are, in fact, the Titanic sinking. Oh, yeah. Well, to me, this is a win-win. I mean, Liz yeah, Cheney, yeah. her ideas on the issues are reprehensible. I mean, I get the yes. fact, and I've said this before, I get the fact that she's, I guess you could call her a Republican normal. I don't know. Mm. But the fact of the matter yeah. is that she has taken a stand against Trumpism. And in that respect, that's to be recognized and acknowledged. But at the same time, her ideas on the issues have always been horrible. And so in that regard, and then you combine to the fact that if she gets removed as conference chair, then uh -huh. suddenly the Republicans could be damaged for the next election. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Get, get rid of her. <laughs> Bye-bye, yeah. bye-bye, yeah, Liz. It, well, it could cost them just uh, for people seeing them eating their own, but Elise Ooh. Stefanik, politically, as far as the political effect on Congress, Elise Stefanik is less conservative yeah. than Liz Cheney. She buys into the whole Trump was robbed theory, and so she's nuts like the rest of them. Uh, Liz Cheney is sane, but is far more conservative, a uh, mm -hmm. far more conservative uh, opponent in Congress than Elise Stefanik. Is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, the Republicans are always shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Even another example, <laughs> even yeah. Mitt Romney. And, you know, Matt Gates went around forever showing other people the naked photos on his phone. Like, he ain't bright. hey, everybody, look what I'm doing. Look what's happening to me. Guess what? Yeah, he ain't bright. Yeah. He ain't bright. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, he's young, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is all to say that there are probably quite a few people, whether they're colleagues yes. of this former girlfriend uh, slash intern or other lawmakers who will be lining up against Matt Gates. The question that I have is how well liked or hated is Matt Gates among his congressional colleagues? And I'm not just talking about staffers, but I'm talking about other members of Congress. I mean, Congress has been historically a collegial body with the whole thing about my esteemed colleague from the great state of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of attitude that is generally uh, amplified, you know, on the floor of, of Congress, whether it's the House right. side or Senate side. And so I wonder if Matt Gates had that kind of respect. I doubt it. I think everyone pretty no, much thinks he's I, an a-hole. It's like Ted Cruz. Yeah. He was a useful a-hole. Yeah. He, he was useful <laughs> to them. He, he was the guy to push out front because he would... He would say the stuff that you knew would cause the disruption you wanted, mm -hmm. but you, you as in another Republican, didn't want to personally say it. Yeah. He was the guy who was nuts enough to go out and say it. And so they liked him for that reason, but they didn't like like him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and, you know, I um, yesterday I had another idea for uh, an interesting gun law. Before we get into this tape <laughs> with Briscoe Kane, I, I wanted to mention this. Someone posted that there is a uh, an add-on that you can clip onto your firearm, your semi-automatic rifle or whatever, where, Buzz, you may have seen them. I uh, did. I did see the post, yeah. You've seen, okay, but you've also yeah. seen the guys who go, go around with their their pickup trucks and they have yeah, uh, plastic called, balls that hang off of the called, back of their pickup truck. Called 
They're called, there's a name for them. They're called truck nuts, and truck they go nuts. on the uh, they go on the tow hitch on the back of yeah, your pickup. Yeah. The thing I always thought weird about that is there's no penis, and so that like what oh, happened yeah. to their truck's penis? Did the truck lose its penis see, in an accident? You or you you, did, you didn't see the front of the vehicle. <laughs> That's yeah. right. The penis is in the driver's seat. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> Formerly yeah. known as a hood ornament, but now it's... Well, someone uh, posted this. It's a it's called a tax sack. <laughs> it's it's a ball sack that hangs off of your firearm. T-A-C as in tactical, sack, yeah. S-A-C as in scrotum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, good news, made in the USA. So Well, <laughs> the fine, fine American it's, about, products. it's about damn time, Bob. No one makes plastic testicles quite like the USA, right? Uh, but the, yeah, the tax sack. And so I was like, you know what? You know, here's what we should do. I've been uh-huh. saying for a long time now, the Democrats need to uh, take a, a cue from the Republicans. The Republicans have been passing these trap laws against abortion rights state by state for years now, where they're not necessarily taking away the right to an abortion. They're just making it really, really difficult to get one. I mean, it's almost an intimidation factor in, in some ways. And so I thought, well, why don't the Democrats... Start passing legislation along those lines. Leave the Second Amendment intact if they need to. Yes. But pass laws that make it undesirable to go around, you know, owning a bunch of firearms. So I thought, what would be wrong with, and this is, of course, way, way out here. This is the shit I think about when I'm completely isolated for <laughs> 10 days. Alone. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I shave myself down to like a Wolverine beard, and then I imagine weird things happening with the law. Uh, and so in this case, what they need to do is they make all firearms look like male genitalia. And, uh-huh. but, but there's an additional wrinkle. Then all fi- those same <laughs> well, firearms. Sometimes, sometimes there is. Sometimes it's a vein. <laughs> I, uh... But I mean, every firearm needs to look like a big dildo with a nutsack hanging off it. Uh-huh. And they need to be painted pink. All right. firearms manufactured and sold in the United States should be should look like anatomically correct male genitalia and they should be painted pink so nothing is stopping the hobbyists and the military cosplayers from owning firearms as long as they're okay with holding a big pink penis and balls it'll still be all about the grip (laughs) i think this is a great idea uh, which no one is going to want to propose. No, no, it won't happen. But you know what? You're, you're kind of on to something. Yeah. yeah. I, I, obviously, there are common sense gun laws upon which 80, 90% of Americans, regardless of political party or gun ownership, agree. Mm. Uh, those should be passed yesterday. Yeah. And 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 locked in. I mean, there are there are obvious things we need to do with gun laws that in no way restrict Americans alleged right to bear arms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the way to handle it, I really think. And this is where you're on to something is by embarrassing the people who are gun nuts. Yes. Uh, I think public embarrassment, public shame. Uh, just make it not cool anymore. Exactly. Uh, this is a country that grew up on guns are cool. It's time to reverse that culture. We grew up on a lot of things that were bad, segregation and a lot of other things that we slowly we're slowly learning to turn around and it's a it's it too is a laborious process. Mm-hmm. But uh, we must begin the process. Uh, we have to make guns uncool. Yeah, exactly right. You know, the, the same thing that they did with uh, cigarette smoking for years and years and right. years. Turning, yeah, very turning cigarette smokers into pariahs and making it uncool. But, I mean, with this, it's really just a matter of instead of going right at the thing, 
And Democrats, liberals, we love going right at the thing. I I can't tell you how many thousands of articles I've written where I've gone right at the thing. Instead of doing that, why don't we get creative with this shit? We're obviously yes. running into a brick wall with gun yes. control legislation. Uh, why don't we find a, an end around, a way to, to get crazy with it uh, and, and make sure, obviously, that the laws are passable. But don't right. run into the, you know, okay, you're trying to erase the Second well, Amendment kind of thing. Just make it we, challenging to buy them. If, if Democrats <clears throat> continue to use clever methods of getting legislation passed, uh, legislation that is supported, uh, that has the nearly full-throated support of the American public, mm -hmm. uh, there's no reason they cannot pass a string of common sense gun laws to make this a safer country. Yeah. Uh, and then in it, so you, you can have legislative progress and success, but at the same, you know, simultaneous to that needs to be a, a social change. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, where societal views of guns change mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, that's, that's what's going to do it uh, just as societal views on uh, gay rights and women's rights and and uh, civil rights. It, it, it's it's a slow process, but you can see those wheels turning, and and we have turned some of those things mostly around. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the key, and I think you have absolutely nailed it. All silliness aside, it has to be a cultural thing because the obsession with firearms in this country. It's not just about wanting to have the piece of hardware. There's a cultural idea behind it where you know some kids are raised it's oh here's your great granddaddy's shotgun you know this is mm -hmm. your and it's a family thing these are heirlooms in some cases there's obviously the uh, the hobbyist aspect to it where there's, you know there's, there's a, a yeah there's a, a yeah. tough guy attitude around yes it. Yeah. that's it yeah. masculinity yeah. That, that, yeah. that's what I was going to mention and I saw a great political cartoon that I think I can describe it it's a man who's just armed to the teeth he's got mm -hmm. uh, uh, the ammo belts over his shoulders and he's got the long rifles and he's got the the pistol on his pistols on his hips and he's just a loaded uh, arm to the teeth and uh, he's he's in, he's all huddled up in a ball cowering in fear because over him hovers a, a, a vaccine needle yeah <laughs> so and, and 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 what the cartoon accurately says is this is all about fear yeah and and all the guns in the world won't protect you from a deadly virus, and mm -hmm. and being afraid of the virus, uh, the vaccine, and not the guns, uh, there's something terribly wrong there. But so many of the people who own guns for protection are scared. Yeah, they're really scared people. I realized that about Liddy after he passed, and maybe I knew it before. <laughs> uh, is that this was a man who was he was not a tall man. Yeah. Uh, he, he had to defend himself. And so he, he made himself like the wizard of Oz, try to appear bigger than he actually was. And, mm -hmm. and that was all done out of a defensive fear. Um, I, I think many of the people who own guns fear that, uh, you know, the, uh, blacks or minorities are, are going to, you know, come bursting into their house oh, yeah. and take their stuff and they're going to have to defend themselves against that. It's not going to happen. Uh, and, you know, it just it's statistically, it's not going to happen. And yet they allow themselves to live in fear. Yeah. Uh, how, how sad an existence that must be. With Liddy especially, 
it's not even hypothesis. He, he, I mean, right. he's written extensively or did write extensively about how he spent much of his childhood overcoming his irrational fears of things, whether it was, right. I had a, I ate a rat. I, I caught a rat in the alleyway. And I hand over a candle and a, a flame candle. <laughs> That's right. I mean, so many other things that he was afraid of and then convinced himself that if he actually confronts the fear, then he's mm-hmm. going to rid himself of the fear, but the fact is that if you're naturally a fearful person, that fear de- never goes away. You know, what, you, it, you, what it left him with was a false confidence and a burn on the palm of his hand. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, so right, and, and that makes perfect sense that it was the fear driving him to do this so, stuff. So, yeah. you know, may, maybe sociologists, psychologists want to take a look at, well, where does this fear come from, and, yeah. and why do they think guns are the answer? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, most of the time, guns for defense don't work that way. That's they right. end up killing somebody accidentally or on a suicide, or they fail to work when they're really needed. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't really believe that they're going to pass a law to make firearms look like dick and balls. I just don't think it's ever going to happen because I'm not insane. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> The point is that, uh, as I said before, the idea is to get creative with this shit. If they're gonna, if they're gonna block everything, then we need to find yeah. other ways to get around it and make sure. Because what there were, how many mass shootings in the past week or so? I think there were at least several. Uh, yeah, uh, and, I, I, know, I know there were several. Yeah, yeah, and the the weirdest thing, the thing that is more evidence than you need, is the fact that oh, there were mass shootings. We're mentioning this haphazardly, and we're not we're not even sure <laughs> what happened Was or it, where they and, were. And elementary school girl brought one to school yes. and shot like three people or oh something. You know, that was one yeah. of the shootings of the week. Yeah, this gun thing. Let's, let's get more guns. Please. Yeah, let's get yeah. more guns out there. Because it's about access to the firearms and it's about the culture. You really hit the nail on the head, Buzz, when you, you mention that. Because That's, it's, yeah, it's those two gonna, things that yeah. need to be confronted. There, are, There's legislation that, like I said, the vast majority of Americans already agree on, 80, 90% of us in, in mm-hmm. polling support, some of these ideas that need to be law. Let's legislate what we can and let's... Uh, Desocialize the rest. Well, you know what? I was going to uh, talk about this uh, Briscoe Cane tape, but I, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take one last break here, get, uh-huh. get that out of the way, and then when we come okay. back, we're going to talk about the Briscoe Cane tape. I also want to talk about this new Idaho wolf cull law that, that was just passed in oh, Idaho. Oh, yeah. I just want to mention that because it makes me nauseous, and we're going to, I just want to uh, make sure we all know about this and are aware of what's going on out there, especially in Idaho. Jesus Christ. All right, back with more show after these words what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day so what makes a life a good one in the coast guard we think it's all of the above and more but you'll have to find out for yourself Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. 
Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining, good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign, because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. Just talk about nothing, just staying silent Well, it's best to be so, and you don't understand Oh, I, I know, he pulled you Oh, brand new music here from If By Whiskey This is uh, Aaron Overton's project It's a song called Cracks in the Sunlight Ifbywhiskey.bandcamp.com Coming to us uh, from your state, from the great state of uh, Florida. All right. I like Love this. Yeah. Ooh, I like this. Absolutely. Yeah. slash music to submit. Okay. Hey, so. Can I, can I, can I plug a website here? Sure. Yeah. Right? Please do. Unfoxmycablebox.com. Okay. I think that was them calling. <laughs> um, Go to this website, mm-hmm. unfoxmycablebox.com. Unfoxmycablebox.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you go there, it'll, you, it'll, you put in your provider, whoever your TV provider is, whether it's a cable company or YouTube TV or whatever you happen to be using. Yeah. And uh, they will tell you, you, you can pick them an amount of time, the last year, the last two, five, whatever years. And they will tell you how much money you have spent in that time on Fox News, on the Fox News channel. Wow. Whether you ever turn them on or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all paying to support Fox News. If all advertisers were to disappear from Fox News, they could still stay on the air and make a profit based on these cable fees. So tell your cable company to unfox your cable box at unfoxmycablebox.com. I did. You'll be glad you did. Absolutely. And you know what? The great thing about that is uh, we're looking for a way to make sure that Fox News isn't directly interfering with democracy and the future of right. uh, the Democratic Republic that we we live in right now, and I think this is a great way to do it. It's a fun website. It's more fun than feeding ballots to pandas. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm never going to hear the end of that one, am I? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, real quick, I want to mention this law because it's fucking horrendous. Yes, uh, yes, Idaho Governor yes. Brad Little has signed a, a law that would lead to killing 90% of the state's 1,500 wolves. This is, again, in Idaho, in a move that was backed by, oh, guess what? The hunters and the state's powerful ranching sector, Uh, but heavily criticized, of course, by environmental advocates. 90% of all the wolves are going to be shot. And, of course, the law also expands the way wolves can be hunted and killed. Those methods include hunting, trapping, snaring, an unlimited number of wolves on a single hunting tag using night vision equipment, chasing down wolves on snowmobiles and ATVs and shooting them from helicopters. Also under the new law, newborn pups can be killed if they're found on private land, which most of the land is 
private yes. land. And so this is just, to me, this is uh, this is not just, you know, thinning the herd a little bit or whatever euphemisms 90, they use. 90% and often by air. Yeah, yeah. They're reducing wow. the wolf population in Idaho from 1,500 wolves down to 150. So, wow. and this is all to protect, of course, these uh, ranching interests and sort of corporate agribusiness and so on, and uh, hunters as well. And with the other thing this is going to do, a big, uh, big plus for Governor Brad Little is it's going to call in all kinds of tourism. You know, people like Don Jr., sociopaths going in there because they can just randomly kill wolves other open. for no other reason than to watch them die is basically. Open season. Really, it yeah. is open season. Open season, uh, yep. Wow. That's uh, amazing uh, and, yeah. and very <clears throat> sad and disappointing and also maybe explains why you grew the Wolverine beard. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you so much. Uh, but, you know, the good news is one of Ted Turner's ranches in southern New Mexico is going to wow. be the new home for a pair of Mexican gray wolves and their pups as cool. federal wildlife managers look at more options for boosting the genetic diversity of the endangered species. So where well, I'm trying know, to remember what, what state does the Letterman have his ranch in? Do you remember? Isn't it Montana? Montana? It? Yeah, I think yeah, it's Mon I, I either know. Montana. That's where all the celebrities have their ranches. It's like Michael right. Keaton lives up there and Harrison Ford. And Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, not being a rancher, uh, you know, I don't know how much livestock are they eating, you know, I mean, and, and isn't some of that the cost of doing business and yes. doesn't there need to be an ecological balance? I, you know, I, boy, that's, it's very concerning. It yeah, really yeah. is. I don't, I, I, as a citizen and hearing this, I, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just it. There's nothing really, if you're not living in Idaho, there's right. not a whole lot you can do other than to contribute money to some of the environmental groups who are going to go to Idaho and, Idaho. and protest That's, well, this. But. I, think, I think maybe we've figured it out. The wolves are stealing all the potatoes. <laughs> That's exactly right. All those free-range potatoes maybe getting picked off boycott, one by one. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should boycott Idaho potatoes until they stop this. All right. Well, let's talk about Briscoe Kane, little boy from Texas, who was uh, pushing for purity at the ballot box during a, a debate on the uh, state house floor. This was an incredible moment where this kid got completely schooled about the history of the notion of purity at well, the ballot box in Texas. I I think what we find out here is he didn't know that that phrase was even in there and didn't yeah. know, didn't really realize what he was pushing and maybe didn't read it as carefully as he should have. Or if he did read it, he didn't understand the historical context of a mm -hmm. phrase that had been written in it by somebody. Exactly. Uh, so, it'll, but anyway, so he proudly marches this bill out here and <laughs> is trying to defend it under Democratic questioning. And the thing that's interesting is Briscoe Kane's reaction to it. And yeah. it could have been, it could have gone. Many different ways, but the way it actually went was fascinating to me. So here's, uh, here's what happened on the Texas State House floor. What was your motivation for using that term purity at the ballot box? Because that's a specific set of words that has a lot of meaning in state history. His motivation was, of course, uh, dog whistle. That's usually right. what the motivation is. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you may have figured it out by now. I really like the, the state constitution, and, and I think um, as a legislative body, just as Congress should, they should be looking for their authority from from their charter, from the thing that gives them power. And so when we're looking at what authorizes us, right, the sovereign people of the state of Texas who, who delegated their authority to the, through the Constitution, we then should look to the Constitution and say, what gives us authority to do anything? So a little kid sounds like he's uh, been asked a question in the classroom and is making it up. He didn't do the, <laughs> didn't do the work, <laughs> right. didn't do the studying. So he's just words, 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 words. Riffles through notes. Yeah, exactly. On this issue. And, and that's the provision that, that does that. And so that would be why. 
Did you look at, at, at the history before using that word? No, no. The only thing, if we no. would have a... No, 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 no. no, no I didn't, I didn't no. look at it. No. Should I, I have? Should I have? Do you think? <laughs> He's so sincere in saying, no, I didn't even bother. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. A discussion, maybe over some coffee or a drink, somebody I could go into the details of, of Article 1 really well. Um, yes, please, let's get together for coffee, because I don't want to be embarrassed here on TV. That's exactly what he's just saying. Let's let's finish this while we're someplace where there are no TV cameras pointed at my face, my little teeny tiny face. I've read the debates in the journals of the Convention of 1875 on that, for, for that thing, but I'm not familiar with the, the you one. May, you may have missed it then. Uh, and, and this would have been very obvious, I think, to anybody who looked at that and looked at that language. And that provision was drafted specifically to disenfranchise black people, yep. black voters, in fact, following the Civil War. Did you know that? No, that's, that's I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, are it's you? the first, I'm, time, <laughs> first time hearing about it. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, is he really sorry to hear that? I don't think he is. I think he's just embarrassed. That's why he's sorry to hear it. And are you familiar with white primaries? Uh, I've, we've we've heard and read of such things. I'm glad have you read about those? That's a disgusting thing. Yes. Did you realize that that purity of the ballot box language in the Texas Constitution gave rise to all white primaries? No, no, I didn't. And did you know that this purity at the ballot box justification was also used during the Jim Crow area to prevent black people from voting? No, no, those are those are troubling things. I, I didn't know that was their, their did reason. Did you boy see that that's that's an interesting thing because he could have gotten all huffy. He could have been bitchy and whiny. Yeah. Just like Donald Trump and all of his other heroes on the alt right. But instead he's got he's like a little kid who's just been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Like, oh, uh, no, I didn't know. I, I, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. It's just, he's so embarrassed. And it's kind of a little bit of a, a moment of maybe some intellectual honesty on his part. I mean, I, I use the word intellectual loosely, but he's actually kind of reacting in a way that is not as, as angry as it could have been. Which is strange. Yeah. He's actually admitting it, to being wrong, which is unusual these days. People, different people react in different ways to the truth vaccine. Yeah, it's interesting. Know that in states across the country that penal disenfranchisement schemes were put in place, including in Texas, mm -hmm. as far back as 1845, to effectively lock African-American people out of the political process. Are you aware of this history? I, I wasn't aware of um, any There's kind of malicious intent in the use of that term. Okay. And the reason it was used is I looked at the Constitution because I believe our authority is derived from the people. Right. Gentlemen, sounds expired. <laughs> so he, he wasn't even able to get into his full explanation right. as to why he just walked right into his own propeller well, right Well there. done. I have to applaud the questioning of yeah. that Democratic state lawmaker. In Absolutely. Texas. Yeah. Rafael Anchia. He's a Democrat from Dallas, member of the state house. Uh, just an unbelievable takedown right there. He... That's what they call a good old-fashioned sucker punch. <laughs> Briscoe Cain no. did not see that one coming. Like, wham, a right cut, and then wham, the uppercut. He's, bam, that's, he's down. <laughs> that's one of three takedowns I've seen in the last 48 hours or so, Bob. Yeah. Uh, two, two other, well, uh, two of them were on right-wing media. One was on OAN, mm -hmm. uh, where one of their guests <laughs> turned on them and started asking them about Dominion voting. <laughs> uh, and, and the other was on uh, Fox, on the Fox News channel, yeah. when uh, Fox was challenged. Uh, by by the host about 
telling the truth. And uh, it's it's been fun to see uh, Republicans in a state legislature or guests on a 24-7 news channel uh, get owned like that. Yeah, see, this is another reason why things like the 1619 Project need to be... Uh, I think Mitch McConnell was trying to defund that in some way. That's one of the reasons why it needs to be there. Because right. idiots like Briscoe Kane, they don't fucking know the history of racism in this country. They don't know why we are where we are in the United States with race relations I, right now. I do I do think that's the problem. I think... I think the young man there was being very sincere. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I mean, just from his reaction, I get the impression he really didn't know he had used racist language. Yeah. Someone in his group did uh, and didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 I think it's his ignorance that yeah. we see an awful lot of on on right wing television and in right wing uh, halls of of Congress and legislature. Oh, yeah. uh, it's that ignorance and. Uh, when you when you surround uh, those folks with uh, true racists, uh, they they end up in a situation like that young man just did. Oh yeah, staffers getting fired. Someone in Briscoe Kane's staff is going to get their ass booted out the door. I think I because so. of that. Yeah, I yeah. So. And, and you know, maybe a lesson was learned that I, I, I by by at least a, a, an individual or two. Yeah. There, uh, you know, certainly no major change was affected, but. It's uh, it shows the it shows the value of speaking up. Oh yeah, exactly. And it also shows how nearsighted it is to, you know, to just mention like, oh well, there was Jim Crow, and then p- people do that thing all the time where they're like, yeah, so oh yeah, history of racism, you know, it's a Jim Crow and slavery, and they just throw it away, like just yeah. throw away words. But Jim Crow, when you talk about Jim Crow laws, especially in the post Reconstruction era when most of them were passed, uh-huh. they're. It's very, very clever what the white racists, the white Southern racists did with Jim Crow laws, for example. Yeah, exactly. So the the one representative here, uh, Rafael Anchia, was mentioning uh, penal disenfranchisement. So what they would do is there were Jim Crow laws that were passed to um, make it very, very easy to arrest black people. To arrest black people and throw them in jail for nothing charges. If you were walking down the street and you didn't carry around a paper that was proving that you were employed, you could be picked up for vagrancy. And thrown into neo-slavery, thrown into the coal mines, thrown into the field. You become a slave again, is what happened. It was that it was that racist law enforcement that led to the marijuana laws. Exactly right. And then on top of that, what happens is once you're arrested and you're convicted by a judge, you're mm-hmm. disenfranchised. So right. bonus, you've not only taken a black man off the street and thrown them back into what was legalized slavery up through at least World War II. And then you've also made it uh, impossible for that black person to vote. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double whammy. And Briscoe Kane was completely unaware of any of this shit. And, and to this day, a disproportionate number of African Americans are behind bars in this country. Yeah. Uh, vastly disproportionate from the white population. Oh, yeah. Bars. And it continues. And then you have people going around saying that the United States is not a racist country, et cetera. Yeah. You know what? We're not all evil. But we do have this nefarious history of intense racism leading up all the way through, obviously, the present day. It's, it's can't deny it. As obvious as the headlines in the news. It doesn't take can't, much searching to see it. Can't, can't deny it. And it's back, and we're this close to losing control of this government. 
to those folks. That's why 2022 is so important. Yeah. Well, uh, so much more to talk about, uh, but we are out of time, so we're going to talk about the rest of the things that are on my list here. We're going to talk about that on the post-mortem show. More dings on our post-mortem show uh, coming up on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Show or quite simply bobseskashow.com. Either one of those will get you there. And if you sign up for $5 a month, you can get uh, two post-mortem shows a week at the end of the Tuesday show, the end of the Thursday show. We just keep on talking. Everything that we didn't get to in the free portion of the show, we push into the post-mortem uh, show on our Patreon page. So you're going to get all that exclusive content. And quite honestly, it's where all the fun happens. It really is. That's it's right. The, yeah, yeah. It's the I have a, I have. I have a special TV recommendation in today's post-mortem show. Oh, I think I know what that recommendation is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard about that, didn't you? I have. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's coming up? Uh, oh, we're talking about the Frank rally from last night. Mike Lindell's Frank rally, which was, I'll just tell you right now, kind of a disaster. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go figure. Uh, we're also going to talk about, let's see here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk about mandatory vaccinations for school-age kids here in just a second. Someone, right. someone came out, surprisingly, in opposition of that idea. Uh, we're going to mention that a little bit. Uh, Mitch McConnell also suggested that the proper price tag for Biden's infrastructure package is much, much lower than, <laughs> shocking, much, much lower than what Joe Biden wants. And there's another layer to it that I want to talk about as well. All of that's coming up on the Postmortem Show on our Patreon page. Meanwhile, go search for Buzz Burbank on Twitter and Facebook and make sure to subscribe and follow all of his goings-on over there, too. Uh, again, just search for the traditional spelling of Buzz and the tr- traditional spelling of Burbank. Thank you so much. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that, yes. Okay, that's it for today's show. We'll see you on the Postmortem. Take care, folks. Oh, uh, fingers what? crossed. I think we got comedian Andy Kindler on the show tomorrow. So we're going to be uh, talking with him all about stand-up comedy. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.